Hello, hello. Quasi, thank you for joining us. How you doing, bro? I am good. I'm good, man. Well, doing well. I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation with you on this Blessed Friday. Yes, um, Where are you right now? You're in New York? Yes, I am in New York. It's uh, sunny. It's beautiful. I mean, it's a little windy, but, you know, obviously spring is here, so, you know, the vibes are good. You know, we like plants. We need sun. We need, we need heat and, and water and all the things. So I'm just, I'm in a good spirit. Oh, well, awesome, man. Um, well, well, let's get right into it. Um, I'm happy that we can have this conversation. It's been about a week and a half since we've had one of these. Um, but everyone, welcome to the My Uber Life Be a Wolf About Your Dream podcast. Um, this podcast's goal is to help empower uh, entrepreneurs, creatives, business people, executives, people in the journey and the pursuit of greatness, all the wolves hunting their dreams. Um, we want this conversation to be you no know, frills. So our podcast style is very organic. It's very, it's very just not overproduced, just us, like how we chat. Me and the guys and this crew, we often have these conversations that I think are so brilliant. At least I do. And, um, you know, these conversations can't always put on Instagram in, in, in a graphic or, or, or on a clubhouse conversation. Um, so I think these, these chats I felt like would be important for the community um, to, to receive some, some information, whether it's, some, you know, whether it's advice or whether it's just confirmation of the things that we're, they're feeling. We try to tackle things that are not typical, right? Particularly things that you know surround business, entrepreneurship, just finances, you know, just investing, just you know, things of that nature. Um, so let's dive right into the, to to, uh, to today's conversation, which is about anxiety and business, right? Anxiety right. and entrepreneurship. Um, I think oftentimes you go online, you'll see a lot of like success quotes and you see people talking about their crushing it and you hear all these different thought leaders saying you just got to get yourself together, you know, and, and X, Y, and Z. You read 10, 20, 30 books, 40, 50 books, but no one talks about the boogeyman. And the boogeyman is anxiety. The boogeyman is depression. The boogeyman is, you know, mental well-being. The boogeyman is balancing um, Pursuit of your 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 of your 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 creative endeavors, pursuit of your entrepreneurial endeavors, the pursuit of building a company, managing a company, selling a company. So I guess I want to have this conversation with you, very candid about you know some of the things that we've experienced in the 15 years of us building companies. You know, oftentimes our clients, you know, as as a consulting company, you know, we we're here to help clients build their businesses. Right, whether and, and you know whether it's from something as micro as you know a marketing plan all the way out to a full you know some type of project execution, whatever, whatever. Right. That that's beside the point. The point is that emotionally you're interfacing with other human beings, so their you know successes impact you, their anxieties impact you, and then of course we have our own. Anxieties and successes, whether it's about revenue, income, organizational things, new new approaches that we want to, you know, to implement, new th techniques you want to to put in to put into you know put into play. Sometimes, you know, 
doing all those things, you know, there's a level of anxiety, a little bit, a little bit of confusion, a little bit of chaos. And, you know, the status quo, you don't see that. You see a very put together person who's like doing push-ups, you know, get up at six o'clock in the morning, have their smoothie, meditate for an hour, and then you just crush it. You never hear about the, the mental and spiritual and psychological facets of, of this thing that we call uh, entrepreneurship, this thing that we call business, you know? Um, so, you know, I wanted to have a chat with you. You know, we've been doing this for 15 years and you know, we look at you at my life as, uh, you know, a grounding force, more, you know, more of the Buddha, you know, has <laughs> been there for us. Um, days, you know, on, on the good days and the bad days, you know, there's someone always to ground. So I felt like, we're going to have all types of conversations, but I think this conversation about anxiety, um, I just want to know about some of your, some of your stories about how, you know, you know, just some of your history of anxiety, just dealing with, with building companies, you know, talk to, you know, I would love, love for you to share with the audience about what, what, you know, what, you know, what has that been like for you? Yeah, I think, I think um, it's important to talk about this kind of stuff because it, it does affect business in that it affects your ability to to execute, to take action, and to take action sometimes in a specific way that that leads to the result that you want. Um, I think before I could even really get into my solutions or to discuss some of the tactics that I've employed on myself and you know that we've discussed and things that I've suggested to you, is to even really just talk about what anxiety is, you know, because I think. I, I, you know, it is my belief that anxiety takes different forms and, and shape shifts depending on who you are and perhaps even what your personal traumas may have been growing up and just, you know, throughout your life, right? So I think, I think that the presence of anxiety, the feeling of it, I think we all have, have felt it in some capacity. You know, it's been said that your first brain is your gut. And I think that's the first time that you really experience anxiety is, is this feeling that you get in your gut that, you know, sometimes it's a sharp feeling or sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a passive but consistent and persistent dull feeling of, of stress that just permeates the rest of your body. And it's often disproportionate to the event or the circumstances that, that you know, was the catalyst for it to begin with, right? So it's kind of like, you know, you walk into a room and, you know, maybe you're an introverted person and you're, you're required in that room to be social. And in that moment, you start to feel this like feeling in the pit of your gut that causes this like chemical reaction throughout the rest of your body where you have like mental fatigue. You start running all these stories and these scenarios in your head that, that are causing you you know, sometimes visible levels of stress, you might start to sweat profusely, you know, your mm -hmm. mouth might get dry, you know, you get this over, overreaction of, of nervousness and, and, you know, just, just mental fatigue that's, you know, associated with that event. So I think it's important to kind of come to terms with those feelings and those events and those circumstances that trigger that response. So you can kind of get a sense of like what's going on. Why am I, you know, experiencing this? What's causing this? And then you can start focusing on, you know, ways to potentially, you know, control it or, or remove yourself from circumstances like that. Um, 
but I think in, in this case, when we talk about business, there are a lot of things often time that you must do that for the average person, if you're not trained for it, will produce that kind of anxiety. For instance, public speaking, right? Most people have an anxiety or the associated feeling of fear with public speaking. But, you know, you can arguably say that public speaking as a skill, if you can, you know, master and control your, you know, your anxiety or the feeling of anxiety or the, 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 the result of anxiety on your body to be able to execute properly in that situation, that you can achieve a lot of good things in your career, in your life that are associated with that experience, right? That right. goes out, that goes from, you know, being in a conference, you know, if you're like a salesperson and you're, you're leading a talk or giving a panel, um, that goes out to you having to like pitch if you're a startup investor and you got to, you know, pitch to a bunch of investors all the way out to like you being the best man at your like friend's wedding or something. And you got to give a speech, you know, at, at the end of the wedding to, to celebrate, you know, this union. Every dimension well, of your life is impacted by that. So I mean, you know, being a person of color, being a black or brown or being a woman, being other in a room where everyone else is other. Right. Just to add that into the Yes, yes, that that is that is true, and um, you know, over time, like I said, I, I want to you know circle back to the fact that I think how your anxiety manifests is related to you know what one could say are your perceived weaknesses or perceived traumas or perceived you know pains or issues that you're you're struggling with in your life. So, you know, for myself, you know, I can speak you know, just honestly and say that a big part of my anxiety early on in my professional career had to do with the feeling of, of being an imposter, like not knowing enough, not being good enough in whatever I was tasked with doing, right? So I would constantly beat myself up or become anxious when I was tasked with performing, whether or not I was actually, you know, objectively good Right. It, it was more of an internal dialogue that I was having with myself that was causing this disproportionate level of stress in certain circumstances. Right. And, I, you know, just to speak about other people's traumas and other people's pains and issues that they're going through that causes visible manifestations of anxiety. I believe now that anxiety is one of the most insidious in, 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 you know, disorders, you know, mental disorders that you can have because it's so easy to rationalize, right? It's so mm -hmm. easy to, to justify or to mask what it actually is, right? So anxiety can take the, the, the form of someone who's just over-organized or explicitly, you know, a perfectionist when it comes to their level of organization. And you might say, well, that person just cares a lot about being organized and, and effective, you know, and being uh, um, very streamlined in their activities. Or, right, you could also say that anxiety, you know, manifests itself in being detail-oriented. So someone who's constantly nitpicking at something, well, that person just cares a lot about, you know, producing the best product or service or what have you, right? And, but, 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 but one second, but yeah, you know, I love you to speak about that line, right? Because sometimes I need someone who's detail oriented, 
right? right. So, and, right. You don't have to answer this right now, but I just wanted to put it on your in, in, in your in your in your sequencing here. Where's that line between someone being nitpicky or someone being just sufficient? You know, you know, within the context of business, I can just tell sometimes in our interactions, you know, in our team, yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of times that, that that's well founded. You know, we we actually need someone that's going to dot the i's and cross the t's, right? Absolutely. But continue, but continue so, on, on your, 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 your your thought here. So, so you jumped ahead to where I was going with this, right? So, okay, sorry. Apologies. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's not an apology. It's good because it creates even more context for it. So it's a constant, it's a constant push and pull of, of, of that, that kind of balance that is required to, to have a certain level of discontentment that continues to drive yourself forward and could, you know, allows you to do what you do, you know, cause on some level being organized and being super detailed is a kind of superpower. And we've talked about how, you know, sometimes we need people around us who can protect, can protect us and protect our strengths um, from their opposing opposite weakness, right? So everybody has a strength, but there's an, 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 an equal and opposite opposing weakness associated with that strength. And sometimes we need other people who have complementary you know, skills or attributes to actually point that out and protect us from it. And it's a balancing act. It, it actually isn't a perfect science. And I think that's where the introduction of, of spirituality and faith and a certain level of, of patience with yourself and the circumstances that, that, you know, may arise at that time, you know, is required in the conversation, right? Where there, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit before, how there's a difference between you know, time and timing, you know, to recognize the time, right? Like a literal time on a clock to recognize the time and times, like the, the moment in history, the cultural mood, like where we're at, what kind of makes sense for the moment. And then to right. calibrate your, your, your sense of push and pull in that moment. So if you say, you know, let's say for that example, let's say I'm being super detailed, organized, I'm like over emphasizing that we need to correct this and, and change this. It's not perfect yet. And you say, look, you know, let's take a step back. You know, I think we've done all we can do. We spent, you know, a year on this already and we still haven't shipped it. On some level, we need to have some faith that if it goes out there, it'll do what it needs to do and it'll go where it needs to go. And we'll, we'll just have to live with that. Like, I think we have to be able to say, this requires a moment of faith to let the let the chips fall where they may and just live with where things are supposed to go, right? And that's not so, hard. That's not easy to do. So let me ask you a question here, right? Yeah. So business, right? Business is about X, Y, and Z, right? It's about mm -hmm. numbers. It's about a product, right? Creating a product, delivering a product, making a profit in that product, right? Or rendering some kind of service, right? You know, branding it from some type of point of view. X, Y, and Z. This is not a business conversation in that regard. Right. You know, but do you remember in school, do you remember in any of your in these textbooks that we read, have you, have you remember any thought leader telling you anything about <laughs> You know, you have. I think, I think my, my, la my laugh is the answer to that. I don't remember, I don't remember any of these gurus, right? <laughs> right? Ever telling me that being a business owner and building companies, investing in companies, 
mentoring and teaching and learning and X, 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 and Y, 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 and Z, Z, Z. It's going to make me spiritual. So, right. well, questions. Face to face with your, your sense of spirituality. Because, I mean, this, I'm sitting there actually cut and dry. Do you think yeah. you can exist? Do you think spirituality is the, the antidote to anxiety in business? Me personally, my personal opinion is yes. And, and there's a quote that I'd like to, to, to offer you that, that has helped me frame that out in my mind. And it's one that I always remember. Um, and it just kind of gives me a sense of, of, of peace in the decision that needs to be made at that moment when anxiety is at its you know, all-time high. And that is the beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. And the mm. beginning of true faith is the end of anxiety. Very simple quote. Say it and, again. Say it again. Say it again for okay. people in the background. Say it again for people in the background. Listen to this. Okay. So the beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. And the beginning of true faith is the end of anxiety. So you're saying in business, no matter how much we calculate and calibrate, there's some element in faith in everything we do as business people. As logical as we want to be, as numerical as we want to be, you're saying that, there's, that some component has to have faith built into it? Every business, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm making this statement, every business that has ever existed in some, on some level and in some part of that story to their rise was some moment of faith. So it is my conclusion that every business, there is faith in the fine print of that business model. Something had to happen that was not completely and directly under the control of those founders. That is a, I, I believe that is a fact. I believe that is a truth. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's solid. I'm, I'm just, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I'm your partner. You know, we, we, we've been this thing together. And, you know, if there was a combination or, or some sequencing or some book or something, we've read it, right? And, of mm -hmm. course, our own experiences because, you know, you know, I, I hate to use the word expert because time, time reveals all truths, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and success is relative, right, to, mm -hmm. to, different, to different types of people. But Subjective, I, yeah. Yeah, I think I think at some level we've been, we've been successful, and you know from from being coming from you know from as as immigrants coming as outsiders into America and, and, and into you know and, and to be able to build a global global business that has global reach that has helped people all over the world pursue their dreams and build their companies on some level that's success. Um, but it, and even though we have had all those success, that, that, that success always seemed to be so fleeting that the only thing that was always permanent was our faith in what we're doing. Um, Winston, Winston often talks about what Simon Sinek speaks about is, is start with the why, right? right? The why always seemed to me very spirit. It always, it always seemed to me as a spiritual statement, right? And, right. and the statement goes, such people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Right. And why, the why is the emotion. And I think emotion to me often ties to spirit. So as a business for me, right, anytime I get anxious, I always ask myself, why am I doing this? 
right? Because you get caught up in the what's not being perfect, the what's can be like a new product, the what's can be a new service, or what can right. be a, 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 a negotiation, or what can be you know, brokering uh, the right kind of contract. All these what's are infinite. Those things make me anxious. Right. Right. But right. why am I doing this? Oh, oh, why are we doing? Why does my Uber life exist? Oh, we are here to to help people build companies that 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 create positive impact in, in society. You know, we're here to prove that companies can do good and make money. We're here to help creative people take their ideas and make money. You know, we're here to help black and brown and women, all the different outsiders, give them the organizational tools that they usually won't have access to, to, to help empower their ideas. All those things remind me, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I'll take shit in this situation, but this is why I'm doing it. Because when I get an email or a text or a DM from, 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 from someone, you know, who said, wow, man, that changed my life. Or some, you know, and, and the names will not, you know, will not be said on this podcast, but now you see some clients or former clients who are now huge, globally huge. Like, you know, these people are recognized. And whether the conversation was, you know, hey, man, you know, a reassurance or whether it was something as complicated as a, a marketing plan or a financial audit or, or, a, or a contract that we, that, that we wrote for them. Those things remind us that why we do it and that why it helps relieve some of the bad days, right? Because the, those are things you lean on, right? That, that as you know, as, as Kanye once said, the memory museum, right? Those, those museums help say, you know what, we, we'll, we'll get through this, you know, to deal with the anxiety. But um, we're, at the, we're at the 21-minute mark. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear some of the tactical, you know, tangible things that you do. Um, I just said that, you know, my, I, I, I basically use my mantra, why are we doing this? Start with the why, right? That's, right. that's me. Well, I'd love to hear some of the things that you do, you know, because as you said, exercising faith is, 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 the, the, is, the, is, is where faith ends is where anxiety begins. So that, that's smart. Those are two philosophies. But what are some of the things that, you know, in terms of, like, what can someone do daily to help them as a business person, as an entrepreneur, as a professional, as an executive, anyone is oriented towards making money and making impact in society and listening to this, what are some of the tangible things that they can use to help manage their anxiety as they, you know, as, as they, you know, as they hunt their greatness? Right. Right. Well, I, I can definitely give you some some mental framing or just reminders of certain things that I think will always help you in a business context. Right. Because I think they're they're generally 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 applicable things that most business people might encounter at some level in their career journey. Right. Whatever their career may be. And and one of the 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 assumptions or, or the, the kind of negative dialogue that's happening in your brain that you need to constantly, you know, push back on is this feeling of being an imposter, right? It's bullshit. Like the, the concept of being an imposter is, is, a, is a bullshit narrative, right? On some level. And I say that on some level because you don't want to, you don't want to be in a position where you're like 
overestimating what you actually can do. Like you, you should be very self-aware of your capabilities, right? You should always be working on yourself and developing your skills and that will help feel less like an imposter, but you have to constantly remind yourself that everybody out there that is successful on some level at some point, they didn't know. And in fact, even in their position of power, they might still not know. It's, it's actually more likely that they don't know and that you're kind of in the same boat. Right. Some people may have more experience and yes, they may have more success, but there's a lot of things that they still don't know. And we live in a society where particularly people who are, are you know, in positions of power, who are in the media, you know, who are, who are in places to to spread their word and have a lot of reach. They speak with a lot of certainty. You know, they don't they don't always allow room to be wrong in their statement or to to you know, kind of create space in the conversation and say, you know what, I'm, I'm not sure, or I might be wrong about that. So it creates this illusion that all these people just know what they're doing and everyone has the answer. And that right. you, who is doubting yourself all the time, don't have the answer. So therefore you're less than them or you're not as good or you don't deserve to be there. And that's bullshit. You need to be able to, to say to yourself, remind yourself that everyone out here on some level is or has been winging it you know that 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 old adage fake it till you make it there's a lot of truth in that so mm-hmm. in terms of i think a lot of a lot from a business standpoint a lot of anxiety comes from lack of confidence in yourself lack of belief in yourself and your ability to to create some kind of result and to do what you say you can do um and the trial and error that comes from that you know and taking shame from you know, momentary failures or setbacks and like pushing through that. It's a lot of it is just mental muscles. So you need to constantly through, and this is a specific tactic through, through a tactic of auto suggestion to remind yourself of your power, remind yourself of your strength, remind yourself of what you're capable of to specifically write down a list of things that you've accomplished in your life and put it somewhere so that those moments that you do have that imposter syndrome, you can look at that list and remind yourself that you have been able to overcome a certain challenge or you have been able to achieve certain things so that you just don't get caught in this, this vacuum of negative self-thought of you being less than or you not being capable. So that's one tangible thing I can offer specifically for entrepreneurs, business people, anybody who's in that space trying to make it that can help you maintain the level of of self-belief and confidence that will will keep anxiety um you know at times at bay you'll never get rid of it completely but you can keep it at bay to some degree it's a good one that's a good one so that writing something down to me is a good one i, I think for 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 it's something that's practical that we often dismiss right you know, people will find all types of ways to cope, but something as simple as writing it down to remind yourself, because when you're in that fog of anxiety, you can't think, right? You can't even see. So something that's grounding, you know, basically you're writing your own Bible down, right? You're kind of creating your own reminder, your own philosophy when you're, when you're clear. I like that. I, I, I like to add, drink plenty of water. You know, as, as simple as that sounds. It really is that, that simple sometimes, too. I, 
I often find when when I don't have if, if I don't have at least six or seven glasses of water, and you know you can get busy as as a business person, as an entrepreneur, as a, as anyone as as a professional or anyone who's hustling. Um, you know you, you can get so busy downrange, and at first it feels like a high that you know that's like to like you know just be added, be on the grind, but you're just killing your body, you know, and eventually you. You, you, you destroy your, your ability to have willpower, your ability to cope, your ability to be patient. So I think hydration is, a, is one of those small tactics that actually helps. Um, let me I add another two more one. for you. So you we're done. More. Yeah, right, yeah. No, please, keep going. Please add. please add. I think another, another one I think is delegation. Um, yeah. I think you have to be able to delegate. And it's hard because, you know, in, as again, as you say, with this entrepreneur stuff, and, 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 you know, faking it till you make it. You, you, you don't want to admit that you need help or, or you, don't, you don't know something because oftentimes confidence breeds business, right? But you have to be able to be vulnerable enough to say, hey, you know, I don't know something or, you know, say, hey, you know, hey, do you have any business leads? Or, hey, maybe do you have any book recommendations? Or, hey, I'm going through this problem. You know, we're, we're in a rut here. You have some advice. Sometimes consultants need consultants. Sometimes business owners, you know, designers need designers. You know, you need a community of people who can give you outside perspective. Sometimes, sometimes someone in a completely different industry, someone who's a nine-to-fiver, maybe someone who's retired, maybe someone who's a priest or a pastor or a rabbi, you know, or, or, you know, you never know. It could be a random person at a bar, someone at a, you know, at a beach, you never know some random advice you can get. So I think sometimes it's important to delegate the problem to someone, right? Or at least get the problem out. And then once you get a solution, you know, outsource that, that problem to someone else. And that will help relieve some of your anxiety. Because oftentimes you, the anxiety that we get is because we have a bunch of small tasks that needs to get completed. And sometimes it makes sense just to be able to delegate to someone who's an expert. Or you can say, hey, sometimes you, you pay someone to get it done. Like Fiverr, Indeed, you know, we've done that, you know? So, and you know, and I'll say, I'll say the last one, Poison, my third one, is just keep it real. You know, don't try to be perfect. Don't try to present, too, don't give yourself too many professional narratives. Like for example, our podcast, we, we didn't want it to be overproduced. We knew it was COVID. We knew we're always on the go. We know we're always in conversations. We're always consulting. We're dealing with life. Why would we give ourselves this this ideal that's not that's not honest? You know, so let's do it in the best possible way we can. You know, we use anchor, and we and you know, you're gonna hear the pops. You're gonna hear the airplanes. You're gonna hear the motorcycles. You're gonna hear, you know, the sound quality. It's real life, and I think once you own that, it does relieve some of that. Uh, you know, some of that need, that, that perfection narrative, which, which gives you this, which to me feeds the imposter syndrome. But those are my three. So you actually, you touched on three that I had. You touched on one specifically, so I'll roll into that first. And that was, you know, owning your idiosyncrasy up front, right? So we always talk about, you know, if you're like in a professional meeting or some kind of, you know, exchange where you feel you're gonna be overly sensitive and overly worried about coming off a certain way to just call it out initially, like first, 
You know, don't worry about what, what the other person's thinking. You've already said it. It's already on the table. So now you don't take up any mental bandwidth, you know, focusing on that thing or trying to hide it. It can just flow and you could just be yourself and you can focus on the more important matter, which is, you know, making the connection, you know, driving home a point or just, you know, saying what needs to be said. So I think that that point that you just made is very important. That's that's helped a lot. And I know that's going to help a lot of business people, especially as you're, you know, if you're a nine to five person, you're going out for a gig and you're you're looking to to make an impression, good first impression in a, in a, in a business meeting, um, you know, for a new job, you know, uh, uh, and then, you know, just if you're an entrepreneur, you got to make a lot of, you know, partnerships, you know, and deal structures, stuff like that. So the exchange matters and that that's an effective tactic there. Um, number two, I would say is to, to remind yourself because you have a lot of, ne- we all have a lot of negative chatter, but to remind yourself that the thing that you're projecting might happen in the future hasn't actually happened yet. I think a big part of anxiety is living too much in the future. I think it comes from, I remember this Confucius quote, that said, you know, anxiety is when you live too much in the, into the, the future and depression is when you live too much into the past and you re- it, it really takes you away from the present moment. Whatever anxiety you're feeling oftentimes is related to something you think might happen in the future and that takes you out of the present. So if you can do, do yourself a service and say, well, this hasn't happened yet. So let me just focus on what's happening right now and what I can do with what I have right now and what I, what, what I have to offer right now. Um, right. So I think that 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 to me is number two. And then number three, another practical and simple one in the vein of your your water example is breathing. Yeah. Right. I don't I think a lot of times when we get stressed, when we get anxious, when we get really tight in a situation, if you check in with yourself, you notice you're actually not taking any full breaths. Your breath, your breath is like really shallow mm-hmm. or you might even be holding your breath and not even realize that. So number one, your brain needs oxygen to really work effectively, right? So just even taking full breaths and getting a lot of blood flow to your body and just, you know, your oxygen to your brain will just allow you to see the situation more clear, but also the type of breathing that you do will calm you down and relax you, right? I, I, I thoroughly believe in diaphragmatic breathing, which is a fancy way of saying like you breathe with your stomach and not with your chest. You know, when you, when you take a lot of breath, and high up in your chest, if you notice that type of breathing is actually associated with panic attacks and anxiety. Yeah. Like when you're panicking, you're like, <sighs> it's short and it's usually like up and down and it's high up in your chest. Slow diaphragmatic stomach breathing where it's intentional and you're thinking about your stomach going in and out does a lot for controlling your anxiety and the stress <clears throat> you feel in your body. The last thing I'll say is, you know, I, I remember I watched a video on uh, Hicks and Gracie, who is one of, arguably one of the greatest fighters of all time, right? Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. And he was talking about how when he was 16 years old, he started learning diaphragmatic breathing from, from yoga, right? He was like learning from, from these yogis from India on how to breathe better because he noticed going into a fight, there's a natural tendency for fighters you know, breathing to accelerate and the feeling of anxiety and panic to enter the fight. And he said, those who can control their breath and can go into the fight with, you know, a warm body, but a heart rate and breathing that's more calm 
can kind of control the pace of, of energy loss that happens in that fight. And that has an effect on who wins the fight towards the later rounds. So he said, even just as a, as a person who's executing, that requires a lot of stress and energy output. You want to be in control of your breath so that you don't like tap out, you know, so to speak, no pun intended, you know, before the job is done. Right. So that that's applicable in all areas of life, you know, from sex to to, a, a, you know, a, a, you know, giving a public talk or anything. So that that's the last point that I'll say. Yeah, man, it's beautiful. Thanks, Quasi, for that. And that's, you know, I, I struggle. Like I, was, I interrupted you and said I struggle with bleeding. You know, right. um, I think cerebral people, analytical people, um, we, we think we can solve every riddle with the mind. Um, but I, I think we have to be able to, to humbly recognize that you have to be holistic, even if you're doing business, you, you have to have a spiritual component, you have to have a physical component, like breathing, you know, pushing it down, you know, a mental component, meditation, you know, you know, positive self uh, thought, you know, auto suggestion as you, as you, as you uh, spoke about earlier, you know, writing things down to help fortify the mind, you know, of course, and of course, spiritual, right, you need to have some type of faith. You know, I, I know there's some people out there who can probably wing it without faith, but I think, you know, I, I haven't met someone, even someone who's agnostic or, or, or anarchist or someone who doesn't believe in much. They have a faith in something. They have a faith in physics. They have a faith in money. They have some kind of spirituality in something. But to me, I think in business, it's, it's probably smart to have some kind of spiritual balance outside of money and business. Something that's greater and outside of that to help give you some kind of buoyancy. For me, I do believe in gods and God and the universe, and I'm South American, so, you know, my, my spirituality is a mixture of a lot of different things, naturalistic stuff, indigenous stuff, African stuff, always mixed into, you know, the you know European Christianity to, to you know, to the... East Indian to the you know Asiatic Buddhism and Hinduism and Sikhism. So I have a kind of a hybrid kind of history just from where I'm from in South America. So it's very spiritual for me. But even though I'm spiritual, I still suffer from anxiety. Um, and I think all these different techniques are good. You know, I, I hope, you know, of course, as we wrap this up, I hope that you know that everyone that's listening to this, you know, finds some peace of mind. You know, I think the greatest why is not to make money, to be, you know, to, to crush it, to kill it. The greatest why is to have peace of mind. You know, if you're working, you're building, you're connecting, you're investing to get to a point where you can have peace of mind, to be more creative, to help other people become free or to be able to have peace of mind. I think the world is struggling right now with peace of mind. There's a lot of mental illness in the world. Um, a lot of us who are entrepreneurs and, and business people and executives and, you know, high-performing people. And, and to me, um, oftentimes um, struggle with anxiety and different types of mental illness. And we mask it with, you know, toxic behaviors, you know, hard drinking, hard smoking, you know, and, and tons of different types of drugs to help medicate that. But, you know, eventually it catches up with, you know, with us, you know, we get older. 
and you know our ability to handle toxins change. We get older, and and you know our our the amount we need to, to become tox you know toxified increases, and it can become very hazardous and problematic as we age. So it's important that we do have positive ways to deal with anxiety, particularly as we're building in this COVID, post-COVID world. Um, it's going to require all of us to be extremely creative, extremely holistic and balanced. Um, I think we realize coming out of COVID, there's a lot of things that are that are that are greater than just making money. Uh, money's important, but you know our peace of mind and well-being that actually help us make money is important. You know, you know we can see. It. From BLM to, to the presidency stuff we just had to, you know, to COVID to what's happening to our brothers and sisters in India right now, you know, bad days are far from over. So we have to find really healthy ways to manage. Um, particularly us in the business and creative and entrepreneurial fields, you know, we are the people in the world. I believe that we are we are the connective tissue that helps inspire and lead the world. Right, we're the ones that create the iPhones. We're the ones that create the next great painting. We're the ones that create the next great shoe, the next hit record. You know, we're the ones that, you know, help raise the capital to help finance a new project. We're the ones that go into a school to help inspire some kids to dream bigger than what they see. So if we're the if, if we don't do the right thing and help be healthy, then I believe the world is lost without the artists and the business artists. You know, so crazy, my brother. I thank you for for sharing your thoughts again. Um, can I say one, one, one last thing, actually? You always um, can. Um, I, I, I feel I just wanted to add a, diff, a different way of thinking about what you were saying about peace of mind mm -hmm. that I just recently have heard and, and I've been thinking about more and more. So there's this guy, Naval Ravikant, smart guy, um, deep thinker. And, um, you know, he said something. He said, you know, you know, we've we've often talked about peace of mind but he said i think a lot of people what they're searching for is is healthy ways to have peace from mind right and and what he meant by that and i thought it was really compelling is to have peace from the the negative self thought the the stress mental fatigue and anxiety that your 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 mind can produce to have healthy moments that take you away from that, right? So he was saying stuff like, you know, when you're looking at like a sunset or you're, 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 you know, you're like, I don't know, snowboarding or you're doing something that's that's truly, uh, uh, maybe exhilarating or peaceful kind of experience. You're not really thinking. You're not really in your head, potentially, in an analytical space. You're not really. You're just kind of very much in the moment, and there's some kind of peace from the over over chattery, over analytical, over, you know, I need to control this moment kind of feeling. There's just a, there's a sense of tranquility in that potentially. And I thought it was just something interesting to think about. But yeah, yeah that, so, that's all I wanted to say. That's, that's really dope, man. That's really dope. Thank you, Quace. You know, I, I mean, yeah, you, give me, you help me all the time, you know. Likewise. We've been to those counselors to the time, so, you know, yeah, so. Man. To share it to anyone who's struggling with, with anxiety, who are you know entrepreneur, or creative, or executive, please, or business person, please reach out to us. You know we're we're in a, we're down range in the trenches with you all. So anyone listening to this who you know who, who needs someone to lean on to talk to, whether it's two a.m. in the morning, two p.m. in the afternoon, you know me and the my Uber Life team, we're always available. Um, we know we know what it is. You know we're, we're in it. It's like you, you know and and 
we're not just here to consult about you know how to increase and get more money. We're also here to keep our, our brothers and sisters healthy. Um, so, crazy again. Thank you, bro. Yeah, um, likewise, man. Appreciate it. And um, we speak soon, bro. Yes, yes, indeed, man. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of the day, bro. Namaste, man. Namaste, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, peace. Peace, man.